Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to episode 357 here on the Motorcycle Man podcast. Joining me today here in the V-Twin Cafe in the corner booth is Z Traveler of Bunker Biker, and she is here to tell us all about Bunker Biker, what it is, and how you can use it. But first, before we get into that, the Motorcycle Man podcast is brought to you by Scorpion Helmets. Now, they're offering high-quality, innovative motorcycle helmets and technical apparel at an incredible value. To learn more, visit them at scorpionusa.com. And Wild Ass Seats. Hey, you can improve your comfort and ability to stay in the saddle longer with a cushion from Wild Ass Seats. So if you're tired of those painful pressure points and fatigue, get on over to wild-ass.com and tell the real Craig Johnson that your ass hurts and you want a cushion. So get your cushion today. And of course, our good friends over at Tobacco Motorwear. Now, for the best in casual riding gear for men and women, there's only one place you should be going, and that is Tobacco Motorwear. Visit them at TobaccoMotorwear.com, and our listeners will get 10% off your order when you use the code MOTOMEN. Everyone here at the podcast is wearing tobacco riding jeans and the California riding shirt. I can't tell you how wonderful these products are. I wear them for every ride. And I won't ride without them. So your safety is worth it. Get on over there to Tobacco Motorwear and get in Dave's pants. Time now for that interview with Z. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome back. And here we are at the V-Twin Cafe. And today I have with me, been on the show before. We just figured it out. It was like four years ago. Uh, Z Traveler is here to talk to us today about Bunker Biker. See, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. I'm up in Alaska and having the time of my life. Alaska, because that's the place where everybody wants to go, right? Yeah, and because of COVID and all the shutdowns, this year has been quite busy coming up here. It's like everyone's come this year. And I actually came because my partner's mom lives in Fairbanks and he was raised here. So we're parked in our in his big old tent in the in the yard for three weeks. Really? So you're living out of a tent for the next three weeks? You know what? Well, we have like a queen air mattress and a power strip and a fan. It's like... Oh, so, okay. So you're comfort camping. It is nicer than most places I saw down in like Nicaragua. <laughs> okay. Well, good. I'm glad. So for those who don't know who you are, because you were on the show once before and you were telling us about your travels around Central America and, and Mexico and the United States and all that. And, but this time you're not here to talk about that. So tell uh, my listeners who you are and what you do. So am I skipping the part about how I live on the bike? No, you can get into that. That's fine. <laughs> So I've been on my bike for almost seven years. My seventh year Vagabond anniversary is August 5th of this year. Wow, congratulations. Um, about six months into being a Vagabond, I started my first Facebook group. That got me, I broke my teeth in that group and learned how to manage people. And in June of 2019, I took over Bunker Biker. I did not start it, unlike a lot of people think that. Oh. But I manage working that and everything else I do with living on my bike full time. That's the whole Vagabond thing. Um, I've been to Eastern Europe and Central America and the States and all that. And uh, so I I got run over by a car in December of 2018. Mm. And the car went, yeah, the car ran over both my legs. And I had to have my MCL replaced. That was actually the only mm, obvious damage that I had. They didn't really believe me when I said I, they got ran over, even though like they were swollen to the size of tree trunks. 
Wow. So I, uh, there's a long story to what I did after that for the next month. I ended up in Seattle the day after I got ran over and then bought my first kickstart dual sport. That's the one I'm on now <laughs> and rode it from Seattle to San Francisco in December, which was a horrible idea. <laughs> um, but I had to have this MCL replaced and that's six weeks, no walking. Oh um, my that's God. My left leg. Yes. It was so bad. So my left leg, I could not put any weight on it for six weeks. So MMV, my first group, minimalist motorcycle vagabonds, it was doing very well. It didn't really require a lot of attention. So I was like, you know, I either want to start my own hosting network or I'm going to take over this one. So I emailed the original owner, the the founder of Bunker Biker, and, and he, this network had been dead for years. Like no one was managing it. He he was, you know, had health issues and a career and family and you know, all the things. And didn't really have time, but he had the big dreams, just not the time. Right. So I sent him the email, and I was like, this is my dream for it. And he's like, that's pretty much what I want to do, but I don't have time. You know, you go forth with it. You know, you know, see if you can breathe life back into it. Right. And so I, I spent the time while I was on crutches doing the website and the organization, getting the map, and, you know, starting to get the groups together and fighting with the admins, pissing off the entirety of Australia. <laughs> Went to Eastern Europe for two and a half months. And then in, in that winter, I was like, you know, I started doing the marketing. I got it started going to all the big Facebook groups and telling people about it. And I was like, oh, it's going to take off in 2020. And then COVID happened. Yeah. So, Perfect timing. Oh, man. It, it was a little a little bit of a bummer, but it did save quite a few people in the States. Uh, Bunker Biker was still functioning throughout right. the U.S. There were some people who had shipped their bikes over, shipped their bikes over. Yeah. And they couldn't exactly take it, like take go back before their, their originally planned return. So they right. were stuck here. So there's there people who stayed with some of the Bunker Biker O's because you couldn't get a hotel. Yeah, of course not. No. Um, so that's, that's what I pretty much did in, in the last year or so it's been taking off around the world. We're in about 56 countries, I think. Wow. Really? I hadn't believed it. Realized that you guys went that far. Holy crap. Yeah. So the guy that originally started is from Norway and I really wanted to start hit, take his over because it's really hard to get a foundation in Europe when you're American based. Yeah. Things tend to either stay in Europe or stay in the States. It's really hard to get those two to commingle. So he already had a little bit of an infrastructure over there that I could build on. Um, so it's really popular in Norway. If you didn't know, Norway is very expensive. Accommodations are very expensive. So mm -hmm. it's really popular over there. It's really busy this year with people traveling up to whatever they go up to up there. I haven't been yet. <laughs> You'll get there. Well, I'll tell you what, right. while you're on this, and we're talking about Bunker Bunker, what, tell us what is bunk a biker so i used to say bunk a biker is like couch surfing for bikers but then i learned about what couch surfing has turned into and it's more of a hookup site these days so i've stopped <laughs> no. using that term i know right they ruined it so i stopped using that term but it's the, it's the same concept it's a free it's a free community and i don't like to call it a service because you're not paying for it you're not entitled to it there's expectations for you to be involved in it but it is bikers or ex-bikers you don't have to currently be riding or you can have family who rides and host and they right. will offer um trailer assistance if you break down which is the minimum that you can offer to be on the map or to meet up with coffee or have local information or if you can do tour guiding if you're in another country and speak languages that would be like a blue pin mm -hmm. then we have green pins which is outside accommodations that's um yard space you know some tent space uh hang your hammock in the backyard kind of thing a red pin is a indoor only pin, which means a spare bedroom, a couch, a futon, even floor space. 
And then a purple pin would mean you have both inside and out. And then the trailer is an optional thing that you can add into any of these colors. So these, these are bikers who are o opening their properties, their private properties to people for free. And when you're traveling, you can hit them up and be like, hey, I'm coming through your area. You know, I always talk about the proper etiquette for this. And why you're not entitled to this is because I require people to be honest, be transparent, um, be forthcoming with information and be as upstanding as possible. Like, don't go trash people's properties. Don't, you know, talk about those divisive co topics that everyone right. likes to get into. You know, you're, you're here to make friends and you're here to meet people. Like, don't go into someone's spare bedroom and just like stay there all night. It's not a hotel. <laughs> kind of rude. I'm a famous writer, you know, quote unquote. I'm doing air quotes right now. Being a famous writer. And before I took over Bunker Biker, I had people offering me places. And I thought, you know, this is a really fulfilling and it's, it's, it's heartwarming. It's inspiring to have someone bring you into their home and, and be part of their family for a night. Especially when you're traveling for long periods of time. You know, some people get lonely. And, and I thought it was a very important part of traveling. It helps you to learn to be humble. It helps you connect with people and, you know, actually be involved in your environment. And I was like, why the hell can only famous writers have this? You know, I, I got it because people knew me and they followed me. Why can't the average, you know, quote unquote, average writer who only gets there, you know, a couple weeks off a year, not get the chance to meet other writers too. So I run it to help bring these people together, give everyone the chance to meet others right. who believe in traveling by motorcycle, who can show them that, you know, there are cool people out there still. People can still be really good and help help bring support to the traveling rider it yes you do save money it's not about money it's not a convenience thing it's actually meant to be you know bring people together yeah but to have somewhere where you can do maintenance and do your oil change and get a good night's sleep and not worry about you know being roused by the cops or you know bear eating your stuff <laughs> you know just having that chance to relax and to really get to know someone you know that it, it's weird but the road brings people together it's yeah. i call them road family oh it does absolutely well, that's, 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 that's a great way to look at it. But as far as it goes for accommodations, uh, let, let's get into a little more detail on that. What type of accommodations can motorcyclists expect from the bunker biker? Now, as you said, there's indoor and outdoor. As that type of com, uh, accommodations, is that entirely up to the host? Yes, everything is host-based. I make the infrastructure for people to add themselves willingly. I do not require my host to do anything besides... Well, they have to submit their own information to the map. So what they do is they go to the map, they type in their name, their email, their phone number, and then a description of what they're offering. And I, and I try to encourage them to be as forthcoming as possible with that initial thing, because that's what lives on the map and people will read it before they contact. Right. So it'd be like, you know, hi, I'm Z. I have a spare bedroom and backyard space. I don't have any pets for anyone who's allergic. It's not a problem. I'm not going to cook you dinner because I'm lazy, but there's a you know, a restaurant five minutes right. down the road. I've got tools and a lift. It can be any combination of stuff like that. Oh, okay. All right. And the, and the map is color-coded to make it easy. So if, like, you're a bit of a pillow princess, I think that's the wrong term, actually, if you're a princess, I guess. <laughs> it's funny because I was, I was, I, I was, I've been spending a lot of time on Bunker Biker over the past few weeks. And uh, I have been looking at the map, and it's really, really intricate, and it's laid out quite well. It's it's very easy to figure out. If you're on the map and you want to find a place to stay, all you got to do is just look at that pin, and, you know, the, it's color-coded. You can find, you know, if you don't, like like Z said, if you don't want to, if you want to camp and be alone and don't want to be, you, you look at the outside stuff, 
but it's really interesting. I, I think it's very good. As, but as far as being a guest, what are guests required to do or not do when they're a guest in a bunker biker? Let me finish the host thing real quick. I just want to make sure that people understand that the hosts are expected to operate within their comfort level. Yeah. If they don't want strangers in their home and they just want back to offer backyard space, that's fine. I, I do a lot to really make sure that one, they don't fight about who's the better host because it's not about being better. It's about just, you know, providing for the traveling community. Mm -hmm. So I always want to make sure people know that I'm not expecting anyone to offer anything that they're not comfortable offering. There's right. hosts that will go to the nines. They'll cook you dinner. You get like five courses. You know, they got you a fresh towel and a mint on the pillow. And some people were like, change your own sheets. I hate doing laundry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. Are there, well, as far as go, for scenes I were talking about host, what are hosts guidelines for what is it? What are they required to do to be a host? Literally, all they have to do is add themselves to the map. Um, you can be not hosting by being in a blue pin if you can help out with not hosting things like trailer help there's some people who just have a truck and trailer and can take you to the shop if you break down nearby right or you know tell you some information or just like i said a yard a, a couch floor space just be i don't care what you're offering just let people know what it is before they show up right. like don't don't like be elusive and not tell them that you don't have a spare bedroom and they show up and don't have camping gear oh yeah yeah, that so it, it's very much this like be forthcoming, be honest, be transparent, let people know. And it's in both sides, too. So the hosts, all I do is protect them. Like if, if um, someone comes to their house and they behave inappropriately is when I will then deal with an issue and I may ban someone over it. I have had to have a few hosts taken off of inside only because they didn't realize that their homes were not up to what most people would consider OK, um, like kind of debilitated properties that they probably lived there for generations and don't know any better or right. any different um but there's only been a few of them otherwise it's just people's typical homes it's a spare bedroom that right. they would save for their family or you know whatever um yeah that's that's it's pretty much that does now does it cost anything to be a host no no charging your host is how you destroy your network yeah i guess <laughs> they, they started charging on uh, couch surfing, and they've they've gone downhill pretty hard. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Right now, if as a guest, um, are there guest guidelines? Yes. Good. So Let's guests, get into that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more guidelines on the guests than the host. I mean, the, for the host, it's the same. There should be mutual respect between the two people. Like, sure. if you're the host and you open your mouth about politics, you just open that door. Don't be upset when the guest opens their mouth about politics yeah but you know you are to you are to respect what the host says if the host says no drinking on my property or no smoking or i'm 420 friendly or i have pets those are things that you have to respect about their property sure. and part of commu the community-based thing of bunk of biker is you're to spend time with people like if you want to just go somewhere and be left alone, you go to a hotel. You, yeah. you pay for that privacy. But to be in bunker biker, you should at least socialize a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, be. Um, I keep using the word respectful, but people, you have to teach people how to be respectful. This yeah. is something that I do in bunker bikers: teach people what a community is like, yeah. and this is how to give back, how to be, you know, offer to do the dishes after dinner, or at least clean off the table. 
ask if you should strip the bed before you leave. Do not text people at inappropriate times. Like if you send out a message to a host, it should be at a minimum of, I would say five hours before you stay, unless the host says otherwise, because a lot of the hosts will be like, you know, no more than 24 hours or I need a week notice on their pen. If they don't, I always say you should try to do it the day before or the morning of at the very latest. Okay. You know, give people time. This is not a hotel service. This is people's homes. There's th- these are their personal lives. And the other thing is to say is don't contact someone two months in advance where they don't know what they're going to be doing. Right. Do you know what you're going to be doing in two months? Oh, I do. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> well, again, let me give you an example. As an example, uh, I will be utilizing Bunker Biker next month for the very nice. first time on my way back from Sturgis. And I needed to find a place to stay in, 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 in uh, Sioux Falls. And I, I think, you know what? It's, it's, it's Sturgis. There's going to be uh, thousands of people on the road looking for a place to stay. Uh, so I look at that your map and I found a place. I clicked on the pin and I emailed them and say, hey, look, I'm coming through in this day. Do you have availability? And they were very nice and kind of said, yeah, absolutely. We got you written down. So I, and now I guess that in that particular case, it depends upon the situation, like the timing. In this particular case, like I said, it's Sturgis. So I anticipated there might have been a lot of traffic through that area. So I jumped on it. But otherwise, ordinarily, just give your host like a day or so advance notice, right? I'm trying to say two or three days. Like the advisement is one to seven. And there are some hosts that don't care if you go really far out. But they, the hosts always tell me that the people who schedule the furthest out tend to be the ones that cancel the most. Right. Oh, really? Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, people who are doing the, the micromanaging, planning their trip, and then like one day gets messed up and they can't make the rest of their reservations. Right. Yeah. Well, like, I mean, what you're doing makes sense because you know where you're going. And yeah. if you feel in this stopping you from getting there, it's breaking down. No, of course. You know, and the polite thing to do then is if you can't make it, to let the host know that you can't make oh, it. Oh, please do. Yeah. They complain so much about no call, no shows. Oh, boy. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be there tonight, and then they don't hear from the person, they don't answer, and they're like, some some yeah. of the hosts get very worried that they got into a wreck or something. Now I'm quite the opposite. I'm like uh, I'm like overly uh, informative. <laughs> you know? Oh, you'll do well. Yeah. I'm the same way. Like yeah. I'm if I text someone I'm like, hey, can I stay Wednesday and Thursday in this area? It's supposed to be raining. I'd like to you know wait out the weather. And then I'll text them like the day before, the morning of. Right, exactly. Like, you know, every time I get to a gas station, like yeah. I'm still going to be there at five. You know, still on track. Yeah, exactly. It's good to do that. But let's get back to these guidelines for for the guest. I mean, what kind of things should the guest not do? Well, don't do not sexually proposition your your host. That would I really be bad. Appreciate that one. That would yeah. be bad. Um. Don't break things. If you do, tell the host. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it was an accident. Don't do it on purpose. You know, use the bathroom where you're supposed to use the bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, respect. <laughs> it's pretty basic stuff. Like respect their property. Yeah. Respect their family, their pets. What um, about what about offering to give them money for their uh, for that letting they, letting you stay there? Some hosts will take money. But a lot of hosts will get very offended really? about you trying to offer money. Well, so when you do something nice for someone and they pay you for it, does it still give the same feeling of having done something nice for someone? I, I you know, it, it's it's a it's a weird line because I I feel like it's almost you're, you're thanking them in more than just words. Because sometimes I feel like in that particular case, they've gone out of their way to let you use their home. And it's like. I want to say thank you here. Please take this gift from me for for allowing me to stay in your home. So how do you handle that? You know, it's 
uh, who are you offending here? <laughs> exactly. Well, not money. Right. I always say not money. A lot of the hosts will tell you if you want to give money, send it to me. Like Larry Z Traveler, like right. it costs me money to run this thing. So like a lot of the hosts will say that if you want to give money contribution, but bring gifts. A lot of the hosts will like a local gift from where you're from or write them a nice note. Those are the things that the hosts really appreciate. You know, like some of them have guest books that right. you can sign and, and make them a nice note. But when you put value on something like I, I'm willing to give my time for free because of something I believe in. And right. if I'm hosting someone, you know, this is something I believe in. I'm, I'm helping someone out of the, the generosity of my heart. And it feels really good. But when you give me 20 bucks, like that's not even the cost of a hotel room. And it's even a little offensive by how little it is in comparison to I'd rather just give it to you. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, I understand. Yeah, I I get it. I get it. So so, uh, there you are. So if you're traveling and you're staying at a bunker biker, don't give them money. Give them a bottle of wine or something, you know. Bottle of wine. Take them out to dinner. You know, buy their drinks. You know, there's a lot of things you can do that's not just giving them straight money. Yeah. Well, taking them out to dinner could cost you more than a hotel room, so. Right, but at least you got a friend. <laughs> at least you got a friend. <laughs> That's just true. Um, so it costs nothing to stay in a in, in a bunker biker, um, but as far as goes for uh, what uh, what a host should do, should what should a host expect from their guest? Should the host expect the guest to help them with the dishes and wash their own laundry or wash the sheets that they just had. And I, you know, it, it, it seems like it's almost, there's almost a bit of awkwardness going to happen at some point. It's actually pretty simple. Have boundaries and state them clearly. Yeah. If you have this expectation of your guests, let them know. Like I literally showed up and they're like, don't use the bed sheets, put your, put your sleeping bag down first. So I don't have to clean the bed. That's like true too. stating this thing, I'm like, okay, cool. Or I show up and they're like, I'm not cooking dinner. That's cool too. That's I can cool. feed myself. I'm quite capable. I've gotten this far in my life feeding myself. <laughs> That's right. Like I'm not offended, but you do not want to cook for me. And right. there's other people that would like if you eat before you show up, they're like, oh, I made you dinner, and you're gonna feel really bad that you didn't ask them. So just talk to people. Like yeah. if you're, you know, ask them the things that you are concerned about. Like, is there anything I can do to help? Some of them will get really mad if you touch their dishes. So then they're like, please, I hate doing dishes, but I love cooking. And you're just like, that's not a problem. I can put them in the dishwasher for you. Yeah. Now, how can I help? That's just the be a help. You know, don't be a don't be a hindrance at all. How many bunker bikers uh, locations hosts do we have? So I just approved pins a few days ago. The last count was three thousand three hundred and fifty. No kidding. Now, is that just in the U.S.? No, that's in fifty five countries, fifty five countries, over three thousand hosts. That's amazing. Uh, I guess the largest concentration is right here in the U.S. Is that correct? Yes. So it's been a lot easier to get it going in the U.S. There's a very strong, you know, quote unquote, biker culture. I, right. I don't tend to like the word, but it makes it a very catchy yeah. name. <laughs> okay. um, but we have a lot of them. I speak English, so it made it really easy for me to market Bunker Biker in the U.S. Um, Canada's doing all right. They're, they have much shorter rider season, so it's really hard to keep it going, especially during the winter. Mm-hmm. Like we're active all year long in the U.S. Uh, Mexico is kind of getting there, but I don't speak Spanish. Uh, Norway's pretty popular. Australia is getting some activity. The Belgian, Luxembourg, Netherlands area is pretty popular. Um, so we're we're picking up in like Italy, Spain, Portugal, Germany, Austria. What about the U.K.? Oh yeah, I got quite a few there as well. Yeah. They've got a little activity this year, and I and I only know the activity. I don't actually get involved with the interactions i do not know who texts or emails who because i don't have control over this it's just a map that i have 
people add themselves and other people will contact directly. So okay. the only thing I see is if a host or a guest goes to social media and posts about the person they met. And I really encourage this because it shows other people that this is one working, two, it's fun. You know, everyone's talking about the safety of doing this, you know, how someone not been killed before. And I keep telling them like, you know, that's a lot of serial killers hanging out. That's just not going to be probable. Wow. But you know what I mean? Like everyone's got the fear thing with the current um, political climate in most countries. So showing them that community that does work, meeting people and there is still friendliness. There are still people out there willing to extend themselves for a stranger to make a new friend. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's why I encourage the post on Facebook. They're not required, but it's really nice to see, you know, Hey, I'm Z and I stayed with Linda today and she was awesome. She cooked me dinner and I take some pictures with her and what she cooked and where we went. Maybe we went to a, on a ride together. You know, that's another thing the hosts can provide. It's some of that local information that you'd never find without knowing someone there. Right. You know, they know the cool spots to hang out. They know the best rides in the area. So I see people riding together, you know, and then and I, I love seeing like a guest stay with a host and then the host that originally hosted go to stay with the guests when the, and they hosted them. <laughs> That's, That's like pretty my interesting. Favorite. That could happen. That actually could happen. Um, how, how, what, how, how does a host or a rider get banned? You mentioned that before. Pretty much crossing any of those inappropriate lines, whether the host or the guest decides to sexually insinuate things can cause a banning. Um, I've had to ban, and I've only had to ban like one or two hosts. It's, it's not been very many hosts. Really? A ho I, one, I, one of them oh. was accused of having pulled out a meth needle. Oh my God. Yeah, so that was kind of really weird. That, that's like the only one of that one. Um, I've had to ban hosts mostly because they've gotten into fights on Facebook. Really? They've messaged someone and harassed them or they got really crappy towards someone in the group. And if I have to kick you out of the group, obviously you can't really be a host then. It's, it's kind of hard to like not let you in the group and keep you on the map. Yeah. No. So uh, if a host gets kicked from the group, they probably get kicked from every group and the map at the same time. Okay. Now, do you get a notification if somebody has been rude or something like that or broken the guidelines? No, I rely on the grapevine. Okay, well, the grapevine and works pretty good then, huh? <laughs> it actually does. Uh -huh. The biker community worldwide is much smaller than people understand. Yeah. And I have people who will ferret things my way all of the time. I've got little birds everywhere. If they hear anything bad about Bunker Biker, I am told about it uh -huh. at some point. It may be a few months down the road that I ban the person, but if I hear the story and I investigate, mm -hmm. then they get banned. As far as the guests being banned, we've had a few people who have been the, the user types find the community. Yeah. But as soon as I find yeah. out who they are and find out what happened, someone's willing to tell me the story. They get banned. I tell everyone on the group that they've been banned. There's a list on the website of all the guests that they have been banned. The hosts can still decide to host these people or not check the list. Right. But it's more of that, like, I highly recommend you not host these people. Okay. Wow. Because so, I don't, so I don't have so, an infrastructure where I can actually not allow them into the map. Well, okay, so if even somebody's banned, they can still try to get a, a, a stay with a host. But it's, it's, an, it's up to the host to check that list to see if that person's banned. Right. And when a host joins, they get an email with all this information. I regularly post on Facebook about the strike list. Sometimes I'll do a newsletter out to all of them about the updates to the strike list. You know, I make sure that everyone knows that it exists. 
And so far, most people who have been banned have not tried to use it again um, because it does get quite the attention on Facebook. Everyone loves my banned post, post, <laughs> banned person posts. There we go. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you make it fun, right? <laughs> you make it fun well, to get banned. <laughs> people trust me. Of course, I've I've never be. banned someone because I didn't like them. Yeah, it's because they've broken a rule, and I haven't. I have evidence, and I'm I'm very. I try to be impartial. I get both sides of the story. Mm-hmm. I want screenshots, and, and that's always the best thing is, is to have screenshots of your messages, you know, as much as you can to prove your side of the story. Yeah. And I've had people who have tried to like take out the parts that they were bad on, like <laughs> I had a, a guest and a host that were like fraternizing, yeah. and they both took out the parts of them fraternizing to blame the other person for doing it. Wow. And I was like, Nah, you're you're both gone. I'm not even gonna deal with this. <laughs> Uh, at some point, I imagine you're going to update the website so that if, if somebody tries to sign up as a host or sign up as a guest, that their name will automatically get flagged. Is that something that you might consider in the future? That's a lot of money. Is it really? So I need it. It is. I'd have to have a custom system that has a sign up ability. Okay. But then again, like, so what? I ban you on this email and then you go and get another email and sign up again. It's almost impossible to keep people out yeah, if they I really guess. want it in. Yeah. I understand. Oh, that's cool. That's great. And wow. So it's really on this, the great, it's on, it's on the true honesty of people and on reputation. Right. I've seen plenty of people ruin their reputations and not be hosted. They weren't banned. There's people wouldn't host them anymore because too many people were talking about how, you know, they drank too much when they were there yeah. or, they showed up really late or they were rude or, you know, the weird things that can happen that like, I would, I, I will, I've, I've sent a lot of warning texts. Yeah. Like, Hey, I heard you did this. I'd really recommend you not do it anymore. Otherwise you will get banned. Like one or two small things like, you know, being a little too drunk or oh. being a little too loud or telling offensive jokes could be like, Hey, don't do that. Yeah. If you keep doing it though, if I get three hosts saying the same thing, right now you're banned. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. What's uh, what's new coming up for Bunkin' Biker? What kind of things you got planned? Oh, let's see. I'm trying to get it into more into Central South America and Africa. One of these days, Asia as well. So I'm trying to expand it more in, into the rest of the world. I would like to focus mostly on the infrastructure, but the U.S. group right now is currently needing some moderators. Mm-hmm. And there's been a shift. It's, it's a really hard group to moderate. We have to be very strict to manage 38,000 people. Wow! Holy crap! Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, there's about I'd say about forty five thousand in the entire network on social media, and that's the there's like twenty three Facebook groups, and most of them don't have mods that speak the local language, and that's part of my problem is I need to find people who understand Bunker Biker and who will tell people about it in their language. Like I don't speak you know fifty languages. Right now, now so I'm, I'm working the- that. Oh. Well, on that topic, now, why do you have so many uh, Facebook? Is it because of the different languages? Is that why you have different Facebook groups for Bunker Biker? A lot of them existed when I took it over. Oh, okay. All right. So when the original guy started it, he had people say that they were going to start groups and run them for him, and then they didn't do it either. Oh. And it does take a very unique set of skills to be a leader, especially on social media. And it's, right. it's it takes persistence. Yeah. It's This is something that I'm trying to teach people how to do, how to build up activity in a group from scratch it's it's hard and it's it's redundant and it's repetitive and it's kind of disheartening sometimes to get it going mm-hmm. but i'm trying to teach this to help these groups go but a lot of the like european countries have their own like you've got spain and portugal like right next to each other but they don't really speak the same language or sweden and norway or yeah. you know yeah. like they don't speak the same languages so like they kind of want their own group 
Right. Wow. But I don't, I can't manage that many groups. So right. I focus strictly on the U.S., Canada. Oh, excuse me. Uh, I have a group for worldwide for just everyone else that I, I keep an eye on. And then I'm kind of working with the Australia, Great Britain, and Mexico as a side. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm rebuilding the website as well. Okay. So it's bunkerbiker.org. And I decided to move to bunkerbiker.com. Okay. I actually moved hosting platforms and I'm rebuilding the website with more information, more thorough. Right. And I'm actually very thorough in my, my stuff. Like if you go to the Facebook group, we ask you to read the pin post. And the pin post has everything you need to learn. Sure. And then you can read the website, which has everything you need to learn. But bunkerbiker.com and then it'll bunkerbiker.org will eventually just redirect to bunkerbiker.com for okay. the foreseeable future. I'll keep both of those right. domains. So when, when do you expect uh, BunkerBiker.com to be alive? Hopefully in the next couple months, but I'm between finishing .com and finishing my book. Oh, so. Okay. <laughs> so, you got, so you got writing a book. You spilled the beans now. Tell us, what's this all about? So I wrote a book. It's called The Motorcycle Vagabond Epiphanies. Oh, okay. Because I have the Motorcycle Vagabond, the Minimalist Motorcycle Vagabond group is where I started. So Motorcycle Vagabond has been kind of my brand thing. And I have the Motorcycle Vagabond show, which is my podcast, and it's horrible. Motorcycle Vagabond (laughs) rally, which I'm doing my fourth year this year in Montana. Really? Oh, you have a rally also, huh? It's 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 not really a real rally. It's it's a camp out. Like it's like 35 people is about how many I get each year. And it's us over between five to seven days. They'll sh- they'll come by camp for a night or two, or some people will stay for the whole thing. And we just share stories and pick at each other and look at each other's gear. Well, see, now that it's out, what's going to happen is you're going to have a whole bunch of people wanting to get involved with this rally thing now, the Vagabond, Motorcycle Vagabond Rally. And then you're going to have to have sign-ups. There's going to be a whole thing. And then, you know, you're going to have to get a website and people signing up to join. It'll become another service. <laughs> you're out. <laughs> I don't know. I make a flyer. And so each year, this this is not an easy place to find. There's no services. No one's selling anything. You need to bring your own beer, your own food, and a shovel for the bathroom or be willing to drive in town or ride in town. So, so no porta potties, like, huh? No, well, actually, the first two years, someone donated one and had, had it brought out to our site because I use public land for these. Right. So I, I figure every year, if it starts getting to be too big, I'm going to make it harder to get to. Okay. more gravel roads or shittier roads or further out like hey you want to go to the rally it's in the middle of nevada this year <laughs> so it's, it's a ro- it's a roving rally okay that's what we'll call it. we'll call it the roving rally you never know where it's it going to be okay <laughs> i did arizona the first year in 2020 and then colorado in 2021 georgia in 2022 and this year's in montana slash idaho it's like on the border okay. it's on it's actually on low low pass which is i try to put it near big riding destinations right so the first one was near like a 90, 91A in Arizona and other nice rides up there. And then the second one was by the Million Dollar Highway. Okay. And then the third one was in the North Georgia Mountains, which is great riding. And this one's off Lolo Pass, which is the 99 miles of curve sign that you'll see posted every once in a while. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. See? You know, you never know. You never know. People are going to want to like keep hitting this thing. <laughs> Whatever. Back to the book. It's supposed to be out later this year. It's okay. going to be like 150, 200 pages of like 55,000 words of really bad advice about being a vagabond. This is like living <laughs> on your bike. Okay. It's my seven years and AJ's five and a half years. I've taken like all the things that we've talked about. All the times I've been frustrated at my apprentices that they like, 
how do I do this? And then I tell them how they do it, and they go do everything I tell them not to go do. And I get really frustrated, so I went to the book and I wrote it down for everyone else who may doesn't who doesn't want to listen to my advice. And then I have a bunch of pretty pictures in it. It's, oh. a, it's a picture, an oversized picture book with you know living on your bike advice. Oh, okay. Now, is there going to be an audio book? I'm hoping so. I'm not sure I have the voice for narrating it, but I know quite a few people with the voices, and maybe I could have them do it with you know. Ah, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure you can do bucks. it. You sound fine. You can do it. <laughs> Save yourself a lot of money doing it yourself. <laughs> but yeah, you it, it, it'd have to be either a friend that does a podcast that like I could somehow owe them a favor or something, or I'd have to do it myself. You're not throwing that at me, are you? <laughs> I think well, I think it should come from a woman uh, because it is you, after all. I have a Klondike bar. <laughs> Bribery will get you nowhere. <laughs> Even with peanut butter? Even with peanut butter. <laughs> what about flattery? Uh, maybe. Okay. We'll work on my flattery game then. Okay, I'm not well, very good at we're, it. We're working on that. How can people learn more about Bunker Biker? So, if you're on social media, and this is one of the things I haven't said so far, is you do not have to be on social media to use it. But a lot of the hosts do like to know what your social media is to check you out. Right. There's a various amount of vetting processes that I recommend on the on the website for guests and hosts to make sure that you can be safe. Sure. You know, some of the hosts will require you to call them. You can you can tell a lot about someone when you talk to them on the phone or you do a FaceTime with them. Right. Um, there's also ways like you can meet publicly. You know, letting people know, letting your neighbors know that you're having someone over, letting your family know where you're going to be tonight. You know, right. I talk about those things. Um but beyond that, it's on it's on Facebook. The big group for the U.S. is Bunk a Biker USA, and then there's Bunk a Biker Worldwide, and then Bunk a Biker Mexico, so on, so forth. There's a page that you can like, and that's all I do on the page, Bunk a Biker Worldwide page that you can like and follow. All I do is announce when I approve hosts, who they are, what countries they're from, you know, stuff like that. And then you can go to the bunkabiker.org or bunkabiker.com soon. And that has all the information as well. There's step-by-step -step tutorials on how to add your pin. There's infographics on how to, you know, contact a host, what you should say in your intro, you, you know, be very forthcoming with your first text when you're tech, when you're texting a host. And I always recommend text. It's better than email, especially for the U S people don't check their emails and no one answers calls. So what you do is be like, hi, Ted, I found you on bunkabiker. My name is Z Traveler. I'm with my partner AJ. We're on two motorcycles. Do you have accommodations for us on Wednesday for one night? You know, and then you could offer to include your Facebook if you want to. You know, if you want to like my Facebook profile, please ask. Or here's a picture of me and my partner on our bikes. You know, right. that's what make, makes people feel comfortable with you coming over because people who are not forthcoming are sketchy. Sure. Yeah. I'm sure they can scare you off. Uh, any last words for anybody who's traveling and seeking lodging anywhere? Always have a second plan. Always have a second plan. Ooh, wow. So your host may say yes, but if, say hypothetically, and hope this doesn't happen, their host, your the host's daughter gets into a car wreck, yeah. and they're not going to be home, and now you have nowhere to stay, make sure you have a tent or you're willing to pay for a hotel somewhere else. Right. You know, these, oh. like I said, these are people and they have lives. So things can't happen equally to you as to them. Right. So do not expect it to always be successful, but appreciate it as the gift it is, not the 
service that you like don't be entitled to it exactly wow that's very sound advice i would have never ever thought of that and then yeah read my book for more of that shit (laughs) (laughs) absolutely zay i want to thank you very much for being on podcast and telling us all about bunker biker wonderful service you provide and and i really appreciate your time don't go anywhere i want to talk to you in sioux falls what's that who are you staying with in Sioux Falls? Uh, do I, you want me to say the name out loud? <laughs> well, yeah, it's public information. Uh, okay, okay. Let me, let me, I'm going to actually going to check the map and I can tell you exactly where and who it is. Uh, Michael and Jana Harrington. Oh, Jana is, oh, she's one of my moderators on the oh, U.S. Really? group. She's oh, yeah. One. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be staying with so them. So if you mess up with her, I'll hear all about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I better be a very good boy. <laughs> <laughs> she's really cool, though. She she loves hosting, and she's been a really great moderator for the last couple months. Yeah. I've, I've already told her that I host a podcast, and I have a YouTube channel, so she knows what to, what to expect. I hope. Anyway. After you get back, we should totally do like a three-way podcast with her. Oh, there we go. Favorite. Yeah, that's good. I can make up all kinds of stories. <laughs> and she can totally tell everyone if they're, the, they're true. <laughs> or a lie. No, I'm going to threaten to ban both of you. <laughs> no! no! <laughs> ban me before I even get there. <laughs> all right, Z, thank you very much. Uh, don't go anywhere. I want to talk to you when we're done. Thanks for being on the show. Okay. All right. The Motorcycle Man Podcast is supporting David's Dream and Believe Cancer Foundation. If you would like to help those that are dealing with the hardships of cancer and see your money go to something that actually makes a difference, go to davidsdreamandbelieve.org to donate. And the Gold Star Ride Foundation here helping families of fallen soldiers. If you'd like to be a part of a great cause and get some heartfelt miles in, go to goldstarride.org and learn how you can participate in the next Gold Star Ride. And Chasing the Cure, hey, help long-haul Paul Palin complete his mission to ride a million miles for MS. Now, he was told a few years ago that a cure for MS was a million miles away. So he decided to ride that million miles for that cure. Now, you can help him by going to longhaulpaul.com and donate to his quest for that cure for MS. Thanks for joining me and Z here in the V-Twin Cafe where she told us all about Bunkabiker. Now, you can learn more about Bunker Biker by going to bunkabiker.org. Links will be in the show notes and, of course, on the Motorcycle Men website at motorcyclemen.us. And don't forget to get on over to the Ride With Ted YouTube channel and watch some of the many videos I have there. And if you also would, please subscribe and maybe give us a thumbs up. That would be tremendous help to the channel and, of course, to the podcast. For the rest of the Motorcycle Men team, thanks for listening, boys and girls. And remember... We say stupid crap so you don't have to. Right, safe kids. <laughs>